What's up, bikers? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar Podcast live stream, episode 109. I'm pretty impressed by that, actually. 109 episodes. That's crazy. Here we are. Today, we're going to have Evan's MTB Saga. If you haven't heard of his channel, you should probably check it out. But if you haven't heard of it, and um, you're about to get it, you're about to get a good introduction to who he is and what, what he's doing over there. But before all of that, I want to say thank you to everybody that's on Patreon right now. I appreciate all you guys. Honestly, it means so much to me that you guys help me out with this every month. And um, those of you guys that are interested in helping me out as well, it could cost you a buck. That's it. Like I say this over and over again, but it's like the best way to explain it. You get a bar, a, 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 a bar, you get a beer at the bar. You give the guy a buck, man. You're like, oh yeah, right on. Thanks for that. All he did was like walk over, pour it, and bring it back to you. Here I am, two hours of content every week. Seriously, throw a, throw a buck at me, man. No big deal there. Or you could also go ahead and sign up on, there's some other levels on Patreon. There's a $5 tier. You'll get a handwritten letter, some sticker pack, and a $25, 20 I don't even remember. There's another tier that's higher than that if you really want to like put some beer in the fridge and help me buy some bike parts, maybe replace a camera that I lose or gets broken something like that i would really appreciate it if you want to do something that helps me out for free hit subscribe or thumbs up or if you're an apple podcast listener write up rate a review uh, a five-star review that would be awesome um outside of that here we are it's sunday it's it's five o'clock pacific standard time let's bring evan back on let's let's talk to this guy almost hit the wrong button just dumped him off the, the stream how's it going evan hey what's up good dude i'm assuming your name is actually evan i didn't even ask you that ahead of time <laughs> yep it is evan that would be weird if it wasn't i'm like hey you're like uh, i actually... thought about it i thought about using a different name at one point <laughs> but stage my, name. my actual first name is scott oh, uh, oh you're so a middle name like, oh, user should i use scott but no so do you use your your like is your whole life your middle name or is like like just for this, you, you use your middle yeah, name. Yeah, from birth. I don't know why my mom went with Evan. She was always going to call me Evan and then put it as Scott for some reason. So I, I don't know why. I can highly relate with you because my middle name is actually Robert. So I, I and I'm one of those guys that like, I don't know about you, but because you use your middle name the whole way through your life, like you call your, your like medical insurance or something. They're like, what's your name? And you're like, uh. Well, it's Evan, but you might know me as Scott or S Evan or, you know, like, yeah, like, oh, it's ridiculous. man. <laughs> like people are like, you actually don't know who you are or, or like, yeah, I don't, you don't have that problem. Oh yeah. It's totally weird. I'm like, uh, Scott. And they're like, like when you go to buy a house, they make you sign your whole name. Oh, and yeah. it's like, I've never even written out Scott before. So I looked into changing my name at one point, but it cost literally $300 to do it. Oh, so I was like, no it. way. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to choose 100%. a middle name. Uh, my middle name was going to be Spartacus. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds good to me, man. Believe me, I've, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life. So I wouldn't, I, my middle name of Spartacus probably sounds good. I thought about changing mine. So it was like legally like, because my first name's Harold. That was like my grandfather's name. I'm the third too. So I don't know. Are you, you got a, You got a number two or no? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad really like, just was like, fuck this guy, dude. You know? <laughs> so it was like, 
my my grandfather was always you know went by harold my dad went by bob or uh, yeah basically bob and um i grew up as robbie you know and oh. i didn't know that when i got to be an adult that i didn't want to be robbie you know <laughs> until my like until i was like in my 30s and my cousin still calls me robbie i'm like no stop please can you please stop <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah yeah so you're 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 located in phoenix arizona yep i'm in phoenix been here for the last uh six years i don't even i don't even know i don't know anymore yeah <laughs> what, what do you do what, what's got you like why, why are you in phoenix well um i originally moved out here from uh, a little bit south of sacramento um, because I was in a full-fledged uh, like BMX race mode, so I was racing nationally, and I lived like 80 miles from the nearest track, which is Roseville, California. And oh, then wow. the the commute was just getting a little bit long for me. And I'm like, oh, I could move to Sacramento, but if I'm gonna move, why not just move where I want to move, which was Phoenix, because I lived here for college. And there's a oh. bunch of BMX tracks around here. The weather's fantastic, and I kind of like the heat. I don't know about everybody else, but yeah. Um, so I moved out here for BMX and then, you know, I had got a job The the job actually paid for my transfer. So that was really nice. Oh, that's rad. So you still ride BMX or? Nope. I quit doing that. Um, uh, let's see, 2018, I quit mm -hmm. doing that. And then I was kind of, uh, wandering in the wilderness for a couple of years, deciding what to do. And, and now I just stumbled upon mountain biking. So, so how'd you stumble on that? Uh, well, I got a friend, I call him Mr. Dentist and he, uh, he rides like $6,000 bikes, which is just ridiculous sounding to me. So he's yeah. like, yeah, man, get this YT. It's only $3,200. I'm like, dude, I, I don't even $3,200 for a, a sport that I've never even tried. Like, yeah, right, dude. That's a huge commitment. Yeah. Uh, so that was probably like 2018 or 19 that every year tax return time I was looking at. Oh, can I afford this bike? Should I do it? And I never, never did it. Never got around to it. And then the Schwinn Axum came out. Did you hear about that bike? I actually watched this video that you talked about this earlier today. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of big guys like uh, trail features and MTV Savant, yeah. they released a video on that. And I remember being like, Whoa, dude, that, I mean, they talked the bike up a lot. It, it actually wasn't really that good, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to get on the trail, you know, but it needed a ton of upgrades to like be good. So I saw that and, uh, I was like, all right, $500 to start mountain biking. Like I'm in. So I bought the bike. And then at the same time I was like, well, dude, th those guys made great YouTube videos. So I want to make YouTube videos. So they YouTube and mountain biking started the same time for me. That's that's crazy. It's also crazy to me. Like, I've just been riding bikes for a long time. So to think about like buying a five hundred dollar mountain bike to get into the sport, <laughs> it, it hurts my brain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it, it's just me. And um, I think that's really rad. That's really rad that that's like that's how how you came about it. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like the logo or the logo, the slogan of my channel was "It only takes a bike to be a biker," and and I. I really meant that when I, when I first started the channel was like, it doesn't matter what you ride because I've been out on the trail and been dusted by a guy that has like, you know, 20 year old bike that's fully rigid and just, you know, he's wearing jeans and sneakers and you're, Oh shit. 
you judge the dude and next thing you know he's like waxing you all day you know so it, it doesn't really matter and um whatever gets you out there you know and and you yeah. you you like you're you're living it you know <laughs> so yeah absolutely uh, man the barrier to entry is just so high so that's why i say a lot to people especially in the comments like the more people we can get on the trail the better uh because yeah. people are like oh that bike's a piece of crap uh, i said hey the more people out there the better for us the better the trails get uh, yeah yeah because man my trails out here like suffer from a really bad problem where just not a lot of people ride so the surface doesn't get hard packed it just gets sandy and rocky and then it's just like crap so i we want more people out here so i ride like annually in phoenix basically every time i go to sedona mountain bike festival i stop in phoenix first like and um We'll do a ride there in South Mountain. Where else is there to ride around there? So, I mean, South Mountain's pretty freaking rad, but I know there's a bunch of other stuff around as well, right? Well, um, so South Mountain's in just central Phoenix, right? Well, south mm -hmm. central Phoenix. So pretty much the center point, really close to downtown. So I live in West Phoenix, probably 30 minutes from there. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of like XC trails and uh, it it's not that great. Um, mm -hmm. so you think of South mountain, like, Whoa, this is such a great place to ride. But all my local trails are like, eh. and I rode South mountain once before too. And I don't know, I haven't really gone back since I just explored one of them called Haas. It's in East, uh, Mesa. And yeah. That I've heard was about like, Haas a bunch. Whoa. Yeah. I'd, I, I want to go back there like immediately <laughs> after I, I rode that. I was go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, after I rode that, we went down like a double black diamond with one of my budget bikes. And I'm like, dude, I want to start upgrading my bike so I can hit this even harder. And then uh, I plan on going back in like a week or two. That's interesting. I need to get, I, I was told that Halls is like super more like flowy and kind of um, XC kind of ish than, than South Mountain. So I, I've actually never ridden there, but I keep hearing people bring up that name. What, what, oh so, yeah in the last year um their trail lines has been just like slaving away and there's like a new double black a new black diamond there's all these new trails that popped up in the last year so why is it what, what didn't you like about south mountain like um i don't i i think it was just the climb to get to the top <laughs> the, yeah because i went up like national and mormon yeah and uh, man, it just took forever to get to the top, like parking lot there. Maybe if I was shuttling, um, I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like like there was segments, but they didn't really flow well together. So uh -huh. I don't know. For like a 35 minute drive out there, just, I don't know. I can have almost just as much as fun with a 10 minute drive. So yeah. I just stick to that usually. Yeah, no, I can, I can understand that. It's definitely a climb from the lower <laughs> spot to, to get up to like where the, the antennas and stuff like that are. But, um, you know, the first time I ever rode there, the guy I was riding with the, uh, Tim, he's from, he, he's worked with Spartan rise. He does the, um, oh shoot. I'm drawing, drawing a blank on the trail monos, the, the, the gloves. Have you heard of them? No, but I saw that video that you're talking about though. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, um, he showed me around there like years ago and the first ride that I was with him, he, he said to me, this place defies like physics. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter which way you're going. You're always climbing. And we were yeah. climbing, climbing, climbing. 
And I was like, this guy, he's funny, you know? <laughs> and then we started descending and we were climbing again. And I, oh my God, he's right. <laughs> and it's funny yeah. because when I go back and I ride Sedona and Phoenix every year, the joke is always that you're climbing down when you're in Arizona. You're always climbing down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw your uh, video where you took a digger on waterfall pretty recently. Oh, you yeah, all healed was... up from that. Yeah, you know the scab's finally gone. I wow, man, that was a that was a that was a shitty situation. To tell you the truth. So was the story that they wouldn't do stitches on you because you had a little bit of alcohol in your system? Um, no, the story was that I wouldn't do stitches on me because I had a little alcohol in me, basically. Uh -oh. So I took the digger. I, I knew when I saw it initially, I, I, my mindset was, yeah, this needs stitches. And then um, we were going to keep doing a ride because we weren't even all the way, you know, that's not all the way at the top yet. So I was thinking in my head, okay, we're going to keep climbing then we'll do whatever we're going to do. And then one of my, then my buddy Moonlight Leatherfoot, I think it might be in that video as well. He, he, he like ate shit on it as well. And then at that point, Tim was like, really? this is how this ride's going. Let's just go back. Like <laughs> here's your sign. You know what I mean? And so we head back to the parking lot. And when we got back there, Tim, Tim told me, he's, he said, Oh, I, I can, I can do stitches. I got this med kit. You want, you want me to do some stitches? And I, and oh, I, was nice. my head. I was like, Oh, sweet. Right on. Let's do this. Right. So we're sitting there on the truck and he's cleaning it off. I'm drinking beer. And, and, and as he's cleaning it off, you can see in his eyes, he, he was like, maybe I'm a little outclassed right now. I'm not sure if I should actually do be doing these stitches. Oh, and wow. this lady and her boyfriend walked up. They were, they were parked behind us. And he's like, you wouldn't happen to be a nurse, would you? Um, and she looks up. She's like, actually, I am. But OBGYN. And he says, okay, well, that's probably, probably not going to help. But if you know how to do stitches, she's like, I'm not going to do this. So at this point, he's, he says to me, I don't know if i give you stitches right now i'm gonna mess it up because the way that it was it's on the knee it's gonna bend a lot the way it, like that skin's like not, not super thick there you, you know and and he's he said if i do the stitches this could be worse for you in the long run so maybe let's just throw mm -hmm. some like butterfly like band-aid stitches on it and some second skin i can't remember what that stuff's called it's like a new skin i think it's called it looks like a, a skin sticker. And he and he's like, maybe that'll be good. And after two IPAs, I agreed with him. And um, I was like, this will be fine. And then about halfway driving to Sedona that night, that thing just filled up like a huge blood blister and was just no dumping problem. blood down my shin on the way to, to, to Sedona. I think beer also doesn't help for like coagulating your blood. So, Oh, wow. And I knew at that point, I was like, uh, now I've had like a handful of beer. I don't want to go into the, the med station and be like, hey! you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I figured, Oh, I'll just get up in the morning and go in. And, um, I thought that as long as you were in there within 12 hours, you, you, like they could still do stitches, but apparently it's like six. So oh, I showed okay. up in like 13 hours thinking, ah, maybe, maybe it'll happen. But instead I just ended up paying I, dude, insurance sucks. I think it cost me like 700 bucks to go to the the urgent care. 
and Damn, and basically man. all they did was tell me they couldn't do anything oh you guys did a great job cleaning it here let me put some more of these fake stitches on you know like the little band-aid stitches and i think they gave me a, a tetanus shot too and then seven bills later um oh, great this is awesome so that's the long story <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, when is the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival again? Because I went this last time, but I went as a, uh, I guess, YouTube content creator. I had my camera, and I did not, I did not bring my bike at all. So I met a couple of YouTubers. I didn't see you there though. Who did you meet up with? Um, well, I just went with my wife and kids, and then I met Old Shovel, and then I met Hardtail Party, and oh, that was yeah. about it. I was just there for Saturday because I just drove up and then drove back down home. The same day yeah um hardtail party is a really good dude have you met his wife Tess, too uh no i saw her there she was talking yeah. to him but uh not yeah. really those two are are some of my favorite people that i've met through through youtube super genuine super genuine both steve and Tess are like really cool people yeah no i was there i was there the whole time we did a lot of writing this this uh, like more writing this year then or at least the way the way the times of the writing were lined up we weren't at the fest as much as i normally am you, you know what i mean so yeah. it was like nor normally we'll get back to the fest at i don't know normally we'll be there maybe for a little bit in the morning then we'll go ride and then we'll get back at three or four and then hang out and drink beers with everybody and it seemed like every time that we were getting back the fest was already over or um at one point we the one day we got back and immediately left for a night night ride that was like a, a group ride with with uh trail monos the the glove company i was just talking about and um it just i, I wasn't at the fest a whole lot but that is like is that was that your first time yeah that was my first time so much fun did you did you enjoy it uh it was pretty cool seeing all the vendors and stuff but uh, this next time around, I'm definitely bringing my bike and maybe even getting a room or something, staying for a couple days. Because uh, yeah. man, those those trails look pretty good. I, I've never rode Sedona, but uh, just like uh, you know, uh, BKXC's videos, like man, make it look so much fun. You're so close. I, can't I know, man. You haven't gone down there. You, I mean, you're only have, two hours away. I've not explored Arizona like at all, and I feel pretty guilty about it. I want to do stuff like that, but. I got uh, two young babies and stuff. It's it's kind of hard making time like that. Yeah, no. So I saw that on your on one of your videos. You were talking about your your you have a young family, and I can relate, man. When my kids were young, it was really hard, and and you just feel like you're kind of just like leaving your your wife, you know, to take care of the kids, and you're going out to have fun, and and. Um, you you feel i don't know at least me i like felt a little guilty for going but at the same time you know you need your time to be, to do do your thing you know so i i can totally understand yeah sometimes but, i get kind of stressed out because like um i prioritize making youtube videos over riding so sometimes i won't ride at all besides yeah. just grabbing some trail footage and then coming right back home to edit uh but the other day why well, i actually decided I'm, I'm making a video trying to like train for 30 days, like a Paul the Punter style video. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm training 30 days to win this XC race, which is actually the premise of the video. So I've been riding a little bit more and man, getting that 
mental clarity on the trail is just like, oh, I, I needed this. So yeah, I, I feel a little guilty. But I told my wife like, oh, man, I, I really do enjoy that time out there. Yeah, I call it single track therapy, you know, Ooh, nice. Yeah, really like it just helps to keep my head straight, you know, and I, I can tell whenever I'm not riding or I'm not doing something physical, you know what I mean? Whether it's going out and hiking or skiing or, you know, wakeboarding or whatever it is, I, when I don't get out and do those things, I just start kind of, I, 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 I don't go in a good spot, you know? Yeah. So, just that. so your channel, um, yeah. How would you explain it? Um, so I would say I get budget bikes and I upgrade them. Uh, but lately I've been trying to make like a fun story about it and just make it like good entertaining content. So the, what some people would call it be edutainment. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if you ever heard something like that before. So no, it's kind of, I, I, I do kind of like say, this is how you do something or say, this is a better way to do something, but it's not how to at all, but it's also entertainment. Uh, so I try to make it like a really good time. So, uh, yeah, I just do like entry level, affordable style mountain biking. Um, that way to just kind of show you like, Hey, you can have a really good bike without just dropping 6,000 bucks on a stock bike, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you think that you learned from that first purchase, that $500 purchase? Oh man. Well, it, it took me a couple more purchases of Walmart bikes, but I've learned to, um, don't buy Walmart bikes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, man. so you're in the band camp of Walmart bikes. Aren't a good way to start mountain biking. Uh, well, I, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I just had a video with a, with a polygon that cost $900. So it's still kind of in that entry level category. And yeah. it's such a better way to go because you're not getting frustrated at the chain falling off every five feet and yeah. uh, just bunch of junk on the Walmart bike. At least this like polygon you have like, Oh, the drivetrain. I don't have to mess with that. Like ever, if I don't want to and little yeah. things you could upgrade like the tires or the seat or something, that's no big deal. But yeah. with the, the Schwinn Axum, man, you got to upgrade everything to make that bike good. Yeah. I always tell people if you want to get into the sport, spend a thousand dollars. Now, yeah. whether you spend a thousand dollars to get a new bike or you spend a thousand dollars to buy a used bike, I feel like your thousand dollars on your used bike is going to get you farther. But, um, as somebody who maybe doesn't have a friend that knows, you know, bikes, well, that's a lot of money to give somebody on something that you don't know about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can understand why people buy new still, but I mean, how do you feel about the used market? Oh, the used market. I've, I've tried to scour some deals, uh, but it, it's tough. It's really tough right now. And yeah. a lot of people are just like get, getting a bike, cleaning it up and trying to charge a thousand dollars for a $400 used bike. But yeah. I did find uh, I made a bunch of videos on it at 2002 S works. And that has been a really fun project so far. Uh, and I got that one for 300 bucks oh, and nice. man, it's a crazy deal. So I'm working on it right now the final episode four where I'm just putting a whole bunch of modern parts on it and uh, we'll see if it works out. Yeah. I'm going to tell you my opinion on that, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, for a long time, when I first got right around the time that I started the channel, actually, I, I had a, at that point it would have been a 2006 Cannondale full suspension bike. And when I started the channel it was probably about 2017. 
And um, I didn't believe that the newer geometry bikes actually, I didn't really know that it made a difference. So I thought if I just threw all these new parts on those, that bike, that that bike would be just the same. And um, at the end of the day, I spent a lot of money upgrading that bike that if I would have just bought a new bike, even if I would have bought like the bottom of the line new bike, it would have been better than that one. So I'm curious to see how it plays out for you. Yeah, it, it definitely will be a little bit different. And, and it's pretty much like an XC race bike. So I'm, I'm yeah. trying to keep that in the back of my head. Like I'm not going to be bombing down stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll just write it as XC, just kind of get some good uh, uh, exercise, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even the, the bike that I had was geared like for its time, it was kind of ahead of the game. You know, it had a 67 degree head tube angle, but um, it's just weird. I mean, they, they move a, a bolt by a millimeter or a one degree on this or a one degree on that. And next thing you know, the bike is just phenomenally different. And um, I, I've definitely come to figure out that I'm not as good as the bike engineers are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I mean, I mean, who knows, maybe I'm just lousy at choosing parts or something, but that's at least been my experience. So you've, you've done a few different bikes on your channel. I, I was watching your little synopsis of, of what you've gone through. I think you said you've had like six or seven different bikes that you've gone through. Oh yeah. I've done three more since then. Uh, yeah. Each one I, I get and I make several upgrade, upgrade videos on. And uh, yeah, I just found that people like to watch, you know, the, the work being done on the bike, mm -hmm. um, people really stick around for that. So, um, and basically that goes back to like Seth, he was doing bike upgrade videos, you know, before I started and I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I really like this. And, and he does a really good job, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I want to do that too. And then, uh, there, there's another channel. Have you seen that channel called uh, dream builds? Um, he no, has, I like, haven't. Oh, have yeah. Yeah, he has um, videos where he just like builds bikes. No words at all. It just kind of like, I mean, it was cool like three years ago, but the mm -hmm. the music is like oh, <laughs> for <laughs> for twenty minutes straight. And I like seeing the bike work, but ah oh, man, I, I want to you know talk a little bit too. I don't yeah. want um, angels singing, you know, while I'm building yeah, my bike. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I took influences from both of those, and um, yeah, trying to do it too. That's fun, man. Um, out of the bikes that you, you, you've looked at in that budget range, what, what, what really stands out to you? Um, well, you have to differentiate between hardtail and, and full suspension. So, mm -hmm. uh, when I met, um, hardtail party, I, I joked around, I said, that oh, man, I should name my channel, um, full suspension party or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't like hardtails anymore, man. You know, getting older, what can I say? Yeah. Um, but the BMX tried... guy saying that too, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going, man. I, I got on my 20 inch, uh, not long ago and I'm like, what the hell? How did I even ride this thing? The front wheels like behind my butt basically. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So no more 20 inch wheels. Like I'll go 26 dirt jumper and that's about it. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've done the two budget um, hardtail or full suspensions. I mean, a uh, Vitas mythic and the polygon, uh, Cisco D seven. And, 
uh, the Polygon, I, they gave the bike to me for free. I don't want to be like a sellout, but that yeah. bike, I just got on it and I was like, dude, this thing is awesome. Um, the Vetus was pretty good, uh, but just something about my trails, I don't need 140 millimeters travel. Uh, so that was the big, big thing. I, I just don't. That's because that you're much. not riding South Mountain, dude. Well, I took that bike on South Mountain and uh, it was fine. But like I said, there's this like smooth sections linked to the hard sections. And uh, uh -huh. I don't know. And like, I, I watch you guys do these rock gardens where you try to like crawl up it and go over it. I just, I just don't have like desire to do that. I don't know why. Like yeah. I'll ride over it, but I'm not like, I don't, I don't feel like I want to like turn back around and, and do it again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just a weirdo, I guess. No, you just haven't, you don't, you don't have a stupid gene in your body, dude. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I hate bashing cranks into rocks, man. Ah. Yeah. the worst and then what about when you're up going up a rock garden and then you're like pause and you have to put your foot down and you like miss your foot and then all of a sudden you're flying oh that's the worst <laughs> that's so funny that's i feel like it's because you're still new into mountain biking that's my that's my like my my take on what you're saying right there i feel like the more that you do it you start to look for different challenges like, so, you know, let's just say you ride your local trail for the first five years. You could do that same trail every Friday night and be stoked about it. And then come like six or seven years, you're like, man, maybe I should do it backwards or maybe I should do it at night. Or, you know, you start doing things differently or you're like, why do I always walk around this rock garden? Like, did, did I ever try? You know, there was actually a spot on a trail I was on today that I thought to myself, I always walk up this section, but I don't know if I've actually legitimately ever tried. Like I could possibly just ride up this thing. I don't even know, you know, and I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. I don't know. It's just maybe I, I can understand what you're saying. Because well, for uh, me, the biggest challenge for mountain biking, uh, just because I come from BMX, it's, it's a sprinting sport, you know, anaerobic only. I have no aerobic capacity at all. Like yeah, I, I literally can't do it. Or at least when I started, I could ride like five minutes and then I had to stop. Yeah. Um, so that's the big challenge for me right now is uh, I'm kind of a, an XC guy, man. Yeah, I I love that. And I want to be able to um, like I I entered a race today. I started the race and I snapped my chain. Oh, um, no. Right at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Ten minutes in. But luckily it was <laughs> right on a service road so I could go back and it was all downhill from there. Yeah. Um, but just the fitness challenge to switch over from sprinting to that, uh, uh -huh. that's, that's the big thing for me right now. It's interesting to me because I come from a BMX background, but I didn't BMX race, which, which, what you're talking about. So I did more kind of like street BMX, you know, where we would ride around town and do, I guess the equivalent of dirt jumps or like jump down staircases or, you know, just do stupid sketchy shit all day. Like, I don't know, just dumb stuff, you know, like ride around town, do kickouts on all the garbage cans and stuff like that, you know? So yeah, my... we had that when I was growing up, uh, there was a, a nursing home and it had like a cool little bank and a curb and we called it the granny gap. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> so like for me, like, like BMX, we would ride all day. And it would be like you ride all to the other side of town to go do the granny gap or you would ride to the other part, you know, a couple miles away to go 
do this spot where you could jump over this alleyway because it was a nice little dirt jump there or you would go zip through these people's backyards and hit this little dirt trail that popped you out onto the street you know or something like that so we were kind of unknowingly like endurance riding you know what i mean but just oh yeah go from feature to feature and uh so my, i think my whenever i got introduced to mountain biking it was pretty like it, it was almost similar to me because where i grew up there there's a lot of of little dirt trails that kind of go through the woods to get you to the next part of town or whatever and 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 uh they don't really have that out here in california where, where i live now and i i think so whenever i went to mountain bike i was like yeah dude you just ride on the dirt you go over there you know you just you know <laughs> hit these jumps or whatever so that's interesting it's really interesting to see how it's different for for different people you know oh yeah for sure uh it's man i so i used to live in northern california i, I told you that off stream yeah. so i used to live uh like 80 miles south of of roseville and napa and all that yeah um so i was bmxing on the national scene pretty hardcore and i'm getting older i was probably 25 and the division mm -hmm. i was racing is 19 to 27 expert mm -hmm. and i'm like man i'm towards the end like i'm racing all these young guys like they're fearless they'll take you out kind of sucks yeah. so i was like why don't i capitalize on my youth and start mountain biking but where i lived in the central valley it's so flat like yeah where i live specifically there, there yeah. was just flatness there's no yeah. trails at all so the closest trail i could go to was uh like in tracy or livermore okay those hills but that was like 45 minutes and i don't know i just never got around to it and and people were riding north star and stuff i don't i don't know if that's a thing yeah um, it's, it's, uh, but that's quite a truck from where you were yeah you were so just the the cost of the bike and driving all that way i was i ultimately didn't do it and i just stuck with bmx and man i stuck around bmx just way too long i'm I'm really lucky i didn't get injured so why don't you do any kind of bmx content on your channel i mean you you have that background well um so youtube is a, a tricky game right so they always say to niche down niche meaning like you choose your category of videos and you just kind of stick with it um like for the the b1 you know biker channel you're kind of doing like product reviews and stuff mixed in with like a little bit of vlogs which man i love the vlogs they're awesome yeah, especially the the weight loss challenge and then that man i can't believe you climbed that much three hundred thousand feet in a year thank you i i checked mine i think i did like thirty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh wait what was the question sorry i don't even remember what did uh, about youtube yeah, maybe some of the content. Oh, I asked you why you didn't do BMX content. Oh, that's right. So, um, yeah, YouTube wants like specific niches, and and if you wander around too much, um, it people like the audience wants like what they want. So if you're like doing a GoPro footage here, and then a bike review here, and then a I don't know, setting up a headlight for your bike over here, pe people will click one, but not the other two. So YouTube will count that against you. So mm -hmm. I just, uh, very early on, people just like the the building of the mountain bikes. Cause originally when I started, I wanted to upgrade the Axum and kind of show how it made me faster. And um, I would include that at the end of the video and people would click off cause you can see where people click off. Yeah. So I'm like, well, people don't really care about me. They care about the yeah. bike. So I just rolled with that for a while. And uh, over time I've been trying to you know, be on camera more, show my face more. 
and hopefully eventually they'll care about me. You know how like with Seth, he'll, he'll do a video about a dog omelet or avocado yeah. toast and like, dude, 300,000 people watch still. Yeah. Um, so I would like to make it so people are liking my personality rather than just the bike. And then mm -hmm. maybe I'll sprinkle in some uh, BMX content. Yeah. And like uh, my, my closest like affiliate partnership, Bikes Online and Polygon, they have a BMX bike they just discontinued it. And it was a really uh, good BMX bike. I'm like, dang it. I, I would have made a video on it, but yeah. They, so they I, I want to talk to you about Polygon. Actually, I'm glad he brought that up. I, first of all, when you mentioned that a couple of minutes ago, um, every time that I talk to somebody that's in the budget range of getting a bike, the ones that have the Polygon are really happy. It seems like that is currently one of the best bangs for your buck as far as bikes go in in that in that range you know you know what i'm saying yeah how did, how did they reach out to you did you reach out to them or well um they they reach out to me and it's funny uh the marketing guy for bikes online his, he has a channel called trail talk mtb and mm -hmm. uh he's made a bunch of like uh bike review videos and like best 10 bikes under a thousand dollars so i i knew about him already so i get on the zoom call and i'm like i'm like dude it's you yeah <laughs> so um yeah so he reached out to me just as like a fellow uh youtube fan i guess because he you know has his own youtube channel and uh yeah. hooked up it, it took a little while with shipping and everything because i was in the summer you know covid and everything yeah, but yeah, yeah the biggest thing about polygon um compared to like the vetus mythic that i got when i received the polygon like the, the build quality is just so much higher. Like you see yeah. it and you're just like, like, Whoa, dude, like, this is amazing. Like gloss paint mixed with matte paint and really nice welds and lines. And and I text yeah. Phil and I said, dude, this, the website does not show like how good of like a build quality this is. Like you guys yeah. got to change that. But, uh, they, they deal with like Indonesia and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I, I felt the same thing when I, when I met somebody in person that had one, they were they had told me oh i got this polygon bike and and in my mind i was kind of like oh all right well it's a budget bike that's cool and then when i looked at it i i was actually surprised surprised by by how how well it looked and and also how well it rides but i mean there's the other guy what's his name um up up in idaho northern idaho he's got the the shreddest he rides with with the polygon bike as well and that guy can rip man so once again, yeah. like I said at the beginning, it only takes a bike to be a biker. Like, don't judge some. It's it's the talent that you have, you know. And yeah, that bike seems to be really priced well. All of their their models for the components that you get, and it's like it's set up to. Oh, you can upgrade this, or it's not some weird, you know, crank set or something. You know, you can actually change the chain ring, or you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's like the whole premise of my channel. Just like, Oh, get this bike and just upgrade a little thing here and there. But, uh, lately I've been getting the itch to get some nice parts of my bike. So I bought that Fox 34 uh -huh. and, uh, and then I went back to like a, just test riding one of the budget bikes. And I'm like, Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> I should yeah. have got the expensive fork. I can you never tasted, go back. You tasted the heroin, huh? Yep, I can never go back. <laughs> it's funny when you ride that. Like, I always make this joke about brakes. You never know you have shitty brakes until you try better ones. And and I feel like it's similar with mountain bikes. You really don't know what you're missing. And then 
and it's very easy to be oh that's just like the marketing guy is trying to sell you on some bullshit you know you don't need to spend that much money and i think there is a certain point at which that scale tips and yeah you're just spending money to get lighter or whatever's new but there is definitely a point that you're, you're getting what you pay for you know yeah, my next breaks I'm trying to get are those uh, Trick Stuff Maxima. Have, uh -huh. have you heard of those? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, they are uh, $1,500 and they have an 18-month wait list. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I can't like... believe I haven't heard of them. No. Yeah, they're I'm like quite... handcrafted German breaks, man. They're awesome. Oh, that sounds rad. I am, I'm really, I'm probably not a great YouTuber in the sense of I'm such a brand loyal loyalist. If I try something, I like it. I'm like, I don't need to try anything else. I don't even care. Everything else sucks. You know? <laughs> so I am, um, I'm really, I'm on the Shimano bandwagon. I'm, I, I, I ride saints right now and I have a bunch of friends that use other, other brakes that are in the similar, like in a similar space. And, uh, I just can't bring, bring myself to try anything. Cause it's one of those things. Like when I go to a restaurant for the first time, it's a very important decision. Would I order? Because more than likely, the first thing that I ever order on that menu is probably the only thing I'm ever going to order at that restaurant for the rest of my life. You, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Well, it's <laughs> funny because like I'll go to a restaurant, say a local restaurant, and I want to try everything on the menu at least once. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so not that guy. So, <laughs> so with the bike parts, it's similar. You know, I'm like, hey. This break works. I'm really stoked with it. I don't want to try anything else. And um, usually, whenever I find out something else is is really good, it's it's because I was forced into that situation. Like, um, I went in to buy the tire that I wanted, and because I couldn't get anything else, this is what I ended up with. And wow, oh, I actually like this one. You, you know, like that kind of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why yeah, I'm probably for me like i i don't care because like your channel slogan like it, it's only it's just a bike and at the end of the yeah. day uh, a bike is a tool that we use and and then it becomes like an extension of your body so when yeah. you're riding yeah. you're looking at the trail you're not looking at your bike ever like it doesn't matter yeah. what brand or bike to me at least yeah uh, as long as it works that, that's yeah. all yeah i mean honestly like at the end of the day I just want people to go out and ride. So I don't, I don't really give a shit what you're riding or, you know, I, I actually have a friend that, um, has a Walmart bike that he upgraded the hell out of despite me telling him not to do that, but he goes out and he rides. So he has a good time, you know? And, and then later on down the road, he wanted to upgrade and he bought some like Chinese frame bike, you know? And, and that's like, that's his thing. You know, he's, not gonna not gonna spend a lot of money but he's still having fun and I mean, the bike he has now it's pretty rad you know and he didn't definitely didn't spend you know santa cruz money on it so yeah oh I, man I, before i started mountain biking um one of the early on mountain bike youtube videos i saw was your video with the chameleon oh and, nice uh, didn't you put like uh custom stickers on it or something yeah like yeah that? i did yeah, yeah yes yeah now i remember um and I remember being like, man, I looked it up and it's like, oh, wow, that's really, really expensive. <laughs> so I was like, well, I got to, and I think that was like a March kind of, wasn't that during COVID, like early on COVID? 
It depends on, I bought two of those. So it depends. You're probably talking about the carbon one then. So it would have probably been right around the beginning of. COVID, yeah. Correctly, yeah. Yeah. So that was like in March, April, because I wanted to start then. And then I was like, oh, no, that's dead end. So it wasn't until May where I found the Axum. And then by July, I had the Axum. I started. You know, I wanted to talk to you about that. I I heard that on your one video. Like you were actually watching mountain bike YouTube content and you weren't a mountain biker. And I always wonder about because I have people that want that comment to me and they're they're like, oh, I was watching your stuff for a while and you you got me into mountain biking. How yeah. did you like was it just because you were interested? In, like what what was the reason you're watching that content? Uh well, the first mountain bike video that I watched was Seth taking his BMX bike on a mountain bike trail. Yeah. So there's the bridge right there. Right. BMX You're bike like on a mountain bike trail. And then I'm like, this guy is actually pretty funny. And and then he took a digger face planted on the trail. It was hilarious. But I was like mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I I, I want to go. Um, oh, dang. Look at Charlie Hicks yeah, over right. here. See? You're not Whoa. supposed to do that. I told you ahead of time. Don't, oh, don't no, be a big, Paul the punter. <laughs> big orange thing over there. Yeah. So um, I was like, I was thinking like, yeah, I want to go ride my BMX bike. Just gathering dust on a trail. But yeah, Seth pretty much proved that you can't <laughs> take your BMX yeah. bike on the trail. So then he had like, like a backyard series. And I, I like watching people build stuff on YouTube, whether it be cars, houses, furniture. So yeah, he's building that, that backyard, that little loop he had. I'm like, yeah. this is awesome. So I started binging that, subscribed, and uh, found a couple other channels from there. Yeah. Right on, man. So... um so what other channels did you get into after that? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. So, it's so all just a, a blur. I guess I'll just back up then. I'll, I'll back up to the original question. So you were just watching the, the content because you were just interested in it? Or you were like thinking, I want to be a mountain biker someday? Um, A little bit of that. Uh, But there's, man, these mountain bike YouTubers out there, they're, they're so they're so talented and so creative. And I've always had a little bit of a creative itch. Like when I was, uh, when I was like 10, I had a little number plate company. I learned how to graphic design. I made number plates for BMX bikes and made jerseys. I had my own website and everything all before high school. So I, I had that creative itch too. So seeing those guys with their storytelling, I'm like, man, this is awesome content. Like yeah, man, way better than TV could ever be. Right. Yeah. So, um, just seeing that, just how, how good they are. That's why I stuck around. Yeah. What do you do for, what do you do for a living? Okay. So here, here's a, I'll, I'll tell you, but this is something I've never revealed on my channel ever. And I'm saving it for your podcast. Oh, there you go. All right. So, Hey, wait a minute. Are you going to, are you going to beat Josh being a preacher? Cause nobody wanted to, nobody, nobody knew that before it. Oh no, I'm not a preacher. I, I'm a Christian guy, but I'm I'm not a preacher. So, I mean, that's cool with him. I actually, uh, he kind of mentioned it, and I was like, oh wow. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, so hey, the chat can take a guess real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, ahead, but yeah, people it. always wonder like, hey, how do you fund all those videos? It's like, well, I mean, I have a job, you know. Yeah, of course. We <laughs> and I can right. budget, and uh, I mean, they're. I mean, because we we seen that you did do a couple of videos where you're like, okay, I hit a thousand subscribers this is how much money I made. And I thought that was beautiful because so many people think that you like get monetized and all of a sudden the YouTube dump truck of money just shows up in your driveway and you're like, okay, I've been monetized for this long and 
I actually made whatever it was. I think you said like like a hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah. But then you're like, but I spent nine hundred and seventy dollars to make that. So yeah. Yeah, and man, the the channel is I was like gaining in popularity so much lately, and um, I'll, I'll just tell you like the last month it was uh, nine hundred dollars in ad revenue. The month before that, you know, they always say December you make more AdSense money. Uh, yeah. That wasn't the case for me. In November, I made like fourteen hundred dollars, and then last month I made nine hundred dollars in revenue. So, how much? Uh, how many views are you getting? I don't make that kind of money on YouTube, but I maybe I'm doing it wrong with the ads or something. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I don't mess with the ads. I just put it on there, just like it is. Um, so you but, let the the algorithm thingy where it's just like, hey, put yeah. the ads in there. I don't give a fuck what you do. Full auto, they can do whatever yeah. they want because it it varies. Because if someone watched several videos before, they might not even get an ad on my video at all. Um, uh -huh. So I just let let them do their thing. Um, but for the views, um, I don't want to come off sounding like cocky because, like, man, my monthly views aren't even one of Seth's videos. You know? Yeah, no, I understand. So, um, uh, let's see. November really took off for me. It was like two hundred sixty thousand views. It, that was like the most I had ever got. And then last month, I and think you're doing I did, like a video a week. I stopped actually. Once I stopped doing that and focused on the content and the quality of the video, I get way more views. So I do so it. So what, what are you looking at in a video? Like a 20,000, 50,000, something like that then, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of averaging like 20,000 per video now, which is like a because yeah. I used to be happy to get 1,000. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do every other every other, but um one thing that I've been doing is trying to like I mean, we made you and I together have made like a ton of videos, right? So I, I'll change a thumbnail around, change a title around. So those videos yeah. are still getting a lot of views also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the more that you make, the more that you're, it's like, it's kind of exponential or whatever you want to say. Yeah, yep. So, All right, so we um, got on here, IT guy, proctologist, website designer, stay-at-home dad. I like the proctologist, <laughs> Dave H. You, proctologist, you, you win, a, you win on, an man. award for that one. Oh, man. Well, proctologist is actually the closest guest. Oh, shit. <laughs> I am a registered nurse. Oh, right on, dude. Yeah. Well, so I've been doing, man. That's, that's honestly like, uh, like the job right now. Yeah. I've been slaving away with COVID patients. I work in a hospital. I'm in a, I've, I got trained with, with ICU probably uh -huh. six years ago. I've been a nurse for 11 years and uh -huh. um, I work a kind of easier, like little, sister hospital now with like not mm -hmm. that many beds so i can be an icu nurse sometimes but mm -hmm. um yeah we've had a ton of covid patients it's kind of wearing me out a little bit that's why i'm like man i really want this channel to take off and hopefully one day be my full-time job and support the family that would be right dude yeah i think um there's some people on youtube that that do youtube just for the creative outlet or they just want to have a good time or they whatever their reason is and then there's some people that you know get lucky or have the right content or whatever and they just blow up and they can make a living out of it and then there's some of us that are just like just day after day just chugging away and chasing that dream so hopefully i, I wish the best for you man i definitely do one of these days i'm gonna come out with a real banger of a video and i'm gonna blow up but until then i'll just keep talking to other people that keep doing a better job at doing youtube than me <laughs> Well, I actually put a community post out. Um, I said, Hey, I'm gonna be on the B1, you know, biker bar podcast. I said, uh -huh. Let's make this uh podcast the most viewed podcast out of any of your podcasts, including uh -huh. Seth, which is I was surprised 16,000 views for Seth, which 
seems kind of low. So I'm hoping to blow that out of the water. Hopefully you it's get a like podcast 20. though, man. And, and uh, so there's man. two things like, I, I don't, I, I haven't looked at the views on YouTube. What I usually look at is the podcast downloads. And um, I actually sent a message to normal mountain biker. He's a, a more of an Instagram guy than a YouTube guy. And I had him on a while back and he actually has almost as many downloads as Seth does on the podcast, which is really surprising. It blew me away because nice. I assumed that it would be, if you were to ask me like I'm on, on some, you know, jeopardy game show asking me about my own channel, I would have told you my second place would probably have been one of the other big YouTubers. Yeah. BKX. Uh, yeah. Alex. Or like Alex or some, you know, BCO POV or one of those guys that has a couple hundred thousand, like, cause usually the YouTubers, they bring a better, um, like they, they bring more people to the live stream. For example, they bring more people to the show because people want to learn about them. You know, you're kind of like, involved with these people and like what you you had told me ahead of time like you know not many people know who you are by your channel because of the way that your content is you know and it's the same thing with with people that are watching seth or bcpov or whoever it is that they just want to know like they also want to know who that guy is instead of just the content that he's making you know so they typically bring a lot and uh, i was really surprised that he had that many more downloads like because he just makes like, you know, like short YouTube or Instagram kind of TikTok type of funny videos. But that just goes to show, man, you make good content, you'll pull people in. So I'm surprised. Let's see. Let's let's see. Um, let's see if you can knock him off the pedestal and Seth too, huh? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so right. one of my videos, uh, I I acquired some of Seth's parts somehow. I'm, I don't know if I you saw, saw that, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, through a friend, you know, Cure Cycling, he had bought, you know, Seth's bike. That was a huge deal. Uh -huh. um, so I, there's something called uh, like, oh, now I forgot how it's called. It's like borrowing social credibility. So okay. um, that, that's why I was like, oh, these are Seth's parts. So hopefully it gets yeah. some of Seth's audience in and, and kind of say, hey, this is me. Do you like it? Like, yeah, did um, it work? Oh man, that was a that was my most popular video for a while, and then one of my other videos uh, just passed it recently. One of them that I restored with the thumbnail. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that guy. I mean, he'll tell you. You just put his face or his name on something, and it's gonna do well. Right. So. My next thing, I'm I'm trying to get Brian Kendi, you know, uh, BKXC. I'm trying to get some of his used parts and use that for a video. Yeah. I love that guy, man. I saw him at Sedona and he was in his van. I couldn't wha uh, flag him down fast enough, but I'm like, man, I want some of his parts. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, um, he's a very approachable person. You should honestly reach out to him. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that he would do something for you. I mean, yeah, like he's, he's a very, very, very genuine guy. Like, um, most of the people that I've met on, on YouTube are like, we're all regular people, you know, and it's really easy to, um, look at somebody differently and not really know, you know what I mean? And it's easy to get like hung up on it, you know, like the way that you, I mean, do you, have you had any of your, your followers reach out to you and be like, man, I saw you at here, but I just didn't want to say hi. Uh, nope. Nope. No. I, uh, I actually got recognized for the first time, no, I'm just kidding. but I, I had someone come up to me at the trail. I never met him before and, and he was just talking, but, 
Um, I, I try to make it um, like my videos are um, just kind of group effort because I am new at mountain biking. So I kind of ask people questions like, what do you think this is? And a lot of the times when I'm doing a video, I'm getting ideas from what I call the saga squad, my, my audience. Mm -hmm. um, they'll be like, Hey, you need to try this. And a lot of people have been bugging me. They said, Hey, you got Kashima front forks. You got to get the matching Kashima in the back. So just today I actually picked up a Kashima shock, you know, Fox shock for the back and oh, I'll, I'll make a video on that. And I'll, dude, I'll, dipping, I'll tag the person deep in the heroin bag, dude, you're, you're done, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Your I'm low budget bike there. days are over brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I'll, I'll tag that person's name or there's like a couple people I'll put that all in the video. So it's, it's kind of like a group effort. Yeah. Um, so if, if anyone sees me at Sedona or anything like, dude, come up to me, like, like yeah. you helped me actually, like we're, we're like brothers basically like yeah. <laughs> let's chat. Your channel like did did well. I I remember I was watching. I watched a couple of your videos earlier today or yesterday, whenever I was setting up the uh, the thumbnails, and I um I was really surprised because I think you were doing a video in like August saying that you had six thousand subscribers or something. It was something like like it was good, you know. It wasn't like a bad number. But then I was looking at where you were at currently and doing the math and you've really blown up over the last, let's say six months. Cause I want to say you're, you're close to 20 K right now, right? Yeah. It's at uh pretty soon it's going to be 18,000. Yeah. Um, so getting last couple months, like two, 3000 subscribers um, a month and, oh man, just, I was really grateful for everything. And I, I don't exactly know why. And, and I hope, I hope I'm not one of those guys that just like gets popular and fizz fizzles out. And, and really like, like I said earlier, like man, Seth, Seth gets so many views and, and I'm just a fraction of that. So my little, little sliver of success or whatever you want to call it, like we'll just call it that, you know, a little sliver of success, but I, I hope I can just keep it going. And, and what, what really changed for me is when I got that uh, specialized, I was telling you about the 2002 specialized, I made the video on it, but I actually at the same time figured out how to make a, a story with it. And I used music to kind of portray emotion and, and just kind of get you like, like suspense and then like, Oh, okay. You, you did it. So that was the, the biggest, the, that was the turning point for my channel. When I learned how to uh, create a story that you can follow and that you're kind of emotionally invested in. You know, whenever BKX used to always say on his videos, you just have to tell a story. And at that time I was making videos and I thought I was telling a story, but I look back on those videos now and I realized I wasn't telling a story, like not the same kind of story I'm telling now. And um, I used to like really question myself, like, why are my videos not doing well? And I go back and now I, because you know, when you make your own content, like everything you make is like you're stoked about because you made it, you know, and you were there and you wrote those things and you know, all these like extra pieces of information. So it's really hard to separate yourself and realize what kind of content you're making. You know what I mean? But now well, uh, like for me, um, like, okay. So I'm making the uh, final episode for the S works and I took the bike out to the trail and I wanted to film a segment that for the very first second of the opening where I like hit the handlebars, like, damn it, this bike didn't work. So I'm, I'm making the, the intro and everything. And 
it just didn't flow right. So I just cut the whole thing out of there and I had yeah. to load my bike up in the car. I drove all the way out there yeah. had my friend record it and yeah, just no emotion with it. Just cut it. So yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of heartless with that. And, yeah. and for me, like when I'm making my YouTube videos, like I hate it, like the whole process. I'm like, I hate it. Like I tell my wife, like, Oh, this video sucks. It's going to be my worst one. And, <laughs> and then at the end, like with everything polished up and the music and, and the fast cuts, I'm like, all right, like, okay, I can enjoy it now. I think what you're experiencing there, we all do. And uh, I, I, I go through that same process. I think what I was getting at though, was now I can look at something that's a year old and I can really see, yeah. oh, that's why people weren't watching that. Like, first of all, that thumbnail sucks. And second, dude, why did you take so long to get to the point? Or like, why didn't you cut that out? Like you're, there's like these, like this time, you know what I mean? It's just like little shit that you learn along the way. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, at least for me, that's, that's why, like, I'll sit here and joke about my channel, not being great or growing well or whatever the hell, like at the end of the day, the reason my channel didn't do well is because I didn't make good content. That's all it really is. Yeah, hey, that's know, like a like, Mr. Beast quote or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and for you sure. said something earlier that actually is another thing that I've watched him say on one of his interviews where he said, don't do content every week because if it takes you four weeks to make a video that makes a million views instead of making one every week that makes 50,000 views, like do one, one a month if that's what it takes. If it takes one every six months, to get the, you know what I mean? Like and yeah. when he said that it really made sense. And I tried yeah. that, but for me, I, I feel like, I feel like in our mountain bike space, if you don't post very often, like people forget about you. Yeah. You feel the same? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I know what you're talking about for sure. Cause even look at Alex <clears throat> lately. I feel like, like single track sampler. Like, I feel like he, you know, he's, he's taken quite a, uh, a step back from how much he was posting before. And yeah. if you notice his new videos, he's not getting the the, the same kind of response <clears throat> that he was before. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if it's like a multi, like um, you know, MTB Savant. Yes, I do. He was actually the first person that wasn't my friend to comment on one of my videos. Right, oh, actually, nice. first subscriber, first subscriber that wasn't my friend. I thought he was a bot. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, his video on the Axum like actually was like the straw that broke the camel back. Like, I'm gonna do mountain biking and I'm gonna do YouTube at the same time because he did like yeah. an upgrade on the Axum. Um, wait, was it? okay. So he he hasn't been posting like much over the last year. And yeah. um, same thing with like Trail Talk, the guy who is a marketing guy for Polygon. He kind of yeah. came back with it too, but he had a six month hiatus. I, I think that's just a little bit too long. Uh, yeah, once a month, I think you're still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Savant, Savant had like a baby and bought a new house and stuff like he's he makes really good content though. Oh, I that guy like, is awesome, man. He's so I, artistic too. And like yeah. Man. Yeah, I feel like when he brings something out, it doesn't even matter. You just his thumbnails are catchy. The way his like the camber of his voice and the way that he like tells yeah. his story, the story just sucks yeah. you in. You're just like, all right, I'm in, I'm in again. Damn it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I didn't know there was trails like that in Oakland, too. I'm kind of bummed, man. Those look awesome. Oh, yeah. We are so fortunate here in Northern California, and we have so much to ride up here. It's Except for where you lived. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, well, I actually call it like uh, Central California where I yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it valley. is. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
there's some stuff a little bit down that way. Um, I rode down closer to Yosemite in that area, um, more closer to Fresno. I mean, that's a little bit further from you still, but, um, and then also that X checker place is, uh, LaGrange, which is a bit, I think it's three hours from Sac. So if you were in Modesto, you, you were like, no, you're in Manteca. So that's only, yeah, there's like, same, so it'd still be like really two close. hours away from you then. So. Yeah. 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 It, it so, bums me out because, like, there were so many great creators that were like cranking it out during the first year of COVID, uh, uh, like Trail Features and Daily MTV Writer, MTV Savant, like all those mm -hmm. guys. And, and they haven't really been posting that much. And I, I felt the burnout before, too. That's why I yeah. had to take a step back and do bi weekly posting. I think that's what you call it. Yeah. Um, not good. Uh, and that really saved me from just full blown burning out. Cause that's when I wasn't riding at all besides little trail footage. And sometimes I wouldn't even do trail footage. So I was just making video after video and just like, man, it was growing on me. So yeah, I wish those guys, they were so good at what they did. I wish they would come back and post semi regularly. Cause they're well, trail features like in the comments, pioneers. man. Maybe he's listening to you. He's going to get to it. Yeah, I, I, man, he was one of my early subscribers, uh, him and, and I think, Josh, uh, Daily MTV Writer, right? That's his uh -huh. channel's name. I always yeah, screw he, it up, too. Yeah, they both subscribe Josh like the same well. time. Yeah. That's rad, man. Like, I honestly didn't know of your channel until the other guys in the Slack. Somebody nominated you in, for the Slack channel. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, I watch this guy, too. And um, I, I didn't I didn't even know, know about your, your channel at all. So it's so weird that somebody, like, to me, I feel like, we have this pretty good community of mountain bike YouTubers and I feel like we all know about each other or whatever. Like I feel that way, but it's actually not true because there will be on a regular, some other channel that I bump into and it's like, this guy has 60,000 subscribers. I've never heard of him. <laughs> never even seen his video once in my entire life, not a thumbnail or nothing. You know, it's like, and then I look, click on the channel. Yeah. He's been around for like four years. And it's like, why is that? It's because the That's YouTube algorithm sucks, man. I hate the yeah. YouTube algorithm. Let me just get off my chest. Like, I, I want to watch like mountain bike content and like bike building. Like, I love watching people build bikes and like, right. give me a video that only has like 60 views. I don't care as long as they're building yeah. a bike, but YouTube like prioritizes stuff that like got other people to stay on the platform and continue to watch videos. Right. So, yeah, like my YouTube thing right now is like recommends a bunch of UFC stuff, which I like UFC, but that's the majority of it or just yeah. like woodworking stuff. It's like, I haven't been interested in woodworking in like three years. <laughs> uh, but it's like, Oh, this, this video has a million views. It only really recommends like big view videos. I, ah, it takes me off. Apparently Instagram's algorithm has me pinned because if I go to my homepage, it's like girls and mountain bikes. <laughs> oh, well, Hey, at least that one's working good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other day I was on Instagram and my my lady was like, "Why is there nothing but girls in your feed?" And I was like, "Hey, look, there's a bike right there." <laughs> I don't know. It's not like what I <laughs> click on. Just keep sending it to me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it is what it is, right? So <laughs> So, um do you think that there's a a a a budget bike out there that you haven't had a chance to put your hands on that you're you're really itching to get a hold of uh 
maybe stuff by like Rocky Mountain, but I'm I don't even know where to get those bikes to be honest. I think they're like yeah. dealer bikes, and I don't even really like the model. I, I like the the consumer direct model where you can order it online. You know, uh -huh. YT Canyon Polygon Vitas. Um, I just I don't know. I don't really like going into bike shops. Like, um, I, I know I'm gonna get flamed for this because everybody's like, "Oh, sh support your local bike shop," but mm -hmm. the markup is there, and then you got the salesman there, and uh, I I just I'd rather just not do that and and take a little bit of a chance and just order something online and just like, oh, there it is, like, woo, this is nice, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know, like. Like a, like say a Trek there, my local bike shop is a Trek store. Um, mm -hmm. I went there the other day cause I had to get some uh, brake hoses. Luckily they had them in stock, which is hey, the benefit of a local bike shop, but they had some like Trek Roscoe's. Um, it looked pretty nice, but it was like $1,100 at the same time. I got this new Extrada hardtail, the, the budget one. And it's like the same exact parts and $200 less. So I don't know, not a lot of bikes out there. And then there's like random people that are like, Oh, you need to try this bike from wherever the heck. And I'm just like, man, like, uh, there's like a bike brand called like Moto Bikane or something like that. Have you ever yeah, heard of yeah, that one? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. They're on one Dude. of those uh, direct bike, um, websites. They're like one of the, the main one. I, I thought it was bikes online that they're like one of the main brands they're on. Oh no. The, it's called like bikesdirect.com, and bikes their website is it. so yeah, weird. Yeah. It's like they, they learn how to make a website in 2002 and like, uh, you, you're an IT guy, so yeah. I don't know if you ever learned like HTML. Like they learn yeah, how no, to like color the font, and they're like, "Yeah, cool, man. This is a cool website. Yellow <laughs> font here, green font here, and it's just like a million different style bikes." And I just get lost every time I go there, so I'm just like, "Well, yeah, yeah. click off of that." That's <laughs> so, funny. <laughs> yeah, like, let's so throw I'm, in some some little movie gifts. Like let let's jump back to MySpace. We'll do it. Yeah, give yeah, that's good. So I'm just basically waiting for like a the 2022 uh, Vitas to come out, and then uh, maybe try a little bit of Nuke Proof too. That's that's my next round. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a video idea, man. I think you should build like a hundred percent Chinese freaking bike, like from the floor up, man. man I've wanted like to for Chinese like flame, a year. Chinese hoops, but like go like big bud, like big money. You know what I mean? Like building like a fully carbon bike, but all the Chinese parts are probably going to cost you still a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? Like, like get the hoops. Like I can tell you, I don't know. In my experience, some, cause I, I'm, I'm a cheap ass man. Sometimes I'll buy some stuff through the years that I, I just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice. Looks like it's made by the same comp, like same factory or whatever. And I've had some, some wins. And I've had some serious fails on that too. So I, I, I think it would be, I think it would be really interesting and it'd be a cool series where you could build on it like slowly, you know, like why I chose this or how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to for sure. Uh, the last time I ordered stuff off AliExpress, um, I ordered some, some group set. I haven't showed it on the channel cause I'm just kind of, I don't know. The Chinese parts is yeah kind of wearing me out. Um, so I ordered it and it said, $10 shipping. So then I order it and then it says, Oh, you have a message from the seller. And I check, they go, no, it's $40 shipping. I'm like, what? The posting says $10. Like, what are you talking about? They're like $40 or we don't send. And I'm like, uh, no $10 or I report you to AliExpress. And this went on for a good couple of days. Yeah. And then finally I just reported them and, and they didn't end up sending it to me 
for the original shipping amount. But yeah. I'm like, this is so weird. Like these guys are like trying to scam me and stuff. I don't know, man. Some of them on there are that way. I can tell you that yeah. I've ordered some of my merch from Alibaba. I don't know if you, Alibaba and AliExpress, I think they're both the same. Yeah, same thing. It's like they just have like a different URL for which day of the week they're trying to burn you on something. Alibaba's for um, big quantities and AliExpress is like they're just like Amazon style. Oh, that's the one by one. Okay, yeah. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Now that you say that, I, I do remember that. Yeah, because like when I bought my like my slap koozies that I use for um, frame protection and stuff like that, um, I bought a couple hundred of them. So that's where I, where I went through and and even with them, like I, I've had a few places that I dealt with that that were really good, and it was you know high level of service. Like, hey, here's your your thing here's the quote and boom it's in the mail and then i've had another like the the company that i went through to get my headbands made oh my god it was like a year of me going back and forth with them and several times where i was like i don't even care they can just keep my money i'm not even doing it anymore <laughs> with them and then like a month or two would go by and then i'd be like i'm gonna send them an email and just see or they bounce like hit me back or something and i'd be like all right fine i'll bite again and uh, at the end of the day, I was happy with what I ended up with, but it definitely wasn't the process that I thought. Like, it was like, hey, like you said, like it said, $10. For me, it was, I'm ordering this headband right there's the freaking picture of it. That's the one I want. And then I buy it. And then they're like, okay, so send me the spec specifications. I'm like, what are you talking about? I want the one that's in the picture. Yeah. They're like, yeah, so what are the sizes? What do you mean? What are the sizes? That's the one uh, in the picture is the one that I headband. want. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. One yeah. thing that irks me is I get a, a lot of people commenting, like, uh, let's say I buy something. Let, let's say I buy a Shimano Dior group set. People yeah. are like, that's a bunch of Chinese junk. You should have bought the Chinese version. And I'm like, well, first of all, Shimano is made in Japan or I think Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but you can get like the same thing from China. Like it looks the same, the same kind of molds, but it's not the same or let's say like a fox fork people are like oh that's made in china you should have bought the the knockoff brand yeah. and and they look like the same mold but it's like those companies found a chinese factory and like developed a relationship and like have like trustworthy like people yeah. over there that way that yeah, are like normal and yeah yeah or QA yeah they're not scammer like yeah exactly like um the Santa Cruz, they did like uh testing on like their carbon frame. And I remember being like, whoa, dude, carbon's stronger than aluminum. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do they make their stuff in overseas? I think so. Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure that they do. Um, somebody in the comments will tell me tell us for sure, but I, I'm almost hundred percent positive because I remember they were affected by all the supply and demand stuff with their frames not coming over. So, so my answer is going to be yes. Final answer is yes. Um, yeah, I can tell so, you, go ahead. Yeah. So the, I, like I know a, a BMX company called tangent and I, I know those guys pretty well, or I used to at least. And when they were trying to make frames, dude, they were flying back and forth to Asia. I don't I don't know where exactly all the time. And like looking yeah. at the frame, like meeting with them face to face, it's like people that sell on AliExpress, like, yeah, they get your money and sayonara, yeah. buddy. They'll never see you ever again. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, for sure. I um, I I wanted to try. Remember that bike I was telling you about earlier, where I was just upgrading everything. Yeah, that bike 
had it was a 26 inch wheel but the way that it was built you could put you could put 27.5 on it um and that wasn't like it it was just built before 27.5 was out but the way the geometry was you could you could do it right and i wanted to try 27.5 wheels and i i just couldn't bring myself to dropping you know 500 or 600 bucks on a good set of hubs oh wow. but i was like oh i can buy like two stands hoops for they're only like a hundred bucks you know what i mean so it was like 200 bucks for like a good hoop but the hubs man i was like i'm gonna try one of these knockoff brands and i bought the i think it was called circus monkey they look good they had all these colors circus and like <laughs> yeah they, they like they just like they look like good hubs I mean, they were like anodized all these different pretty colors and stuff. I was like, well, I can pick the color. And, and then, you know, how, you know, how the, you know, how the internet is. There's like a billion reviews that say it's good and a billion reviews that say it's bad. So you have zero idea of like what it actually is. And I got well, those hubs. Uh, um, Hang on. I got those hubs. I think it was within five rides. The rear hub blew up. Oh no. Dang it, yeah. man. So then I had wow. to now buy the hub that's good. Yeah. And now I had to pay Out to have the, the wheel yeah. rebuilt. You know, it was like, man. oh man, that was one well, of the fails. So one thing I, I do on, on my YouTube channel is I'm not afraid of making like controversial statements. Um, like even if I'm wrong, like I can admit I'm wrong and I, I love to learn from people and I, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm not really like a stubborn kind of guy. Um, so I'll make a controversial statement. I don't think... You, you might disagree with me. I don't care about hub engagement for mountain bikes at all. Oh, what, how do you, <laughs> it, it's There's funny no because out of my mind, you're wrong. I used to have Onyx hubs. You've heard of Onyx hubs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instant yeah. engagement, silent. I used to have those and stealths on, on my BMX bike for a decade. And then mm -hmm. I went to mountain biking and, and I just had like minimal engagement recently. And I, I just upgraded to like 102 points of engagement and, I just don't see a difference really. I, I don't feel I can tell you right now, you told me that you're riding like flow and XC, XC is more, more your, your, your bag. That's probably why when you're riding technical and you're in a bunch of rocks, that ratchet like movement that you need to like set your pedals, right. Or to like be able to power over something like real quickly. Um, it makes a huge difference because you'll go to like, do a pedal stroke and you'll have this like quarter inch to a half inch kind of like spot until it locks. Some of them are like a quarter revolution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. And like that will like, it could put you in a situation where maybe now you like high side this rock or like it bucks you because your engagement wasn't there or you're not able to like make a quick, like little back ratchet. Does that make sense to you? Like yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, and when you try to do that to kind of like get through some little rocky section, um, that engagement is is priceless at those moments. But if you're just pedaling, yeah, no, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Know? And and yeah, I kind of said that earlier, like those rocky sections, like I don't really care if I clean them or not. So yeah. Um, but I, I found that if I just plan it out a little bit better and I plan out like my pedals, mm -hmm. I, I, I can get by pretty well. Yeah, yeah, you can get around it. I mean, I, I feel like it's one of those things kind of like breaks when I said earlier, like if you don't really know that that's what you have going, you know what I mean? Like, 
but you you get on a on a hub I mean this is funny though because I mean you said you were riding them on your BMX bike but I feel like if if you ride a good hub for a while and you go back to one of those other ones I notice it like when I go on a like a rental or a demo bike that ha has a low engagement hub it, it'll irritate me and I'm not really a guy that um I don't notice stuff very well you know, like that, oh, that yeah. I, I'm, I'm more of one of those guys that can ride every bike and be like, no, it's rad, you know, and it's not until you take it away from me. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That, that, that wasn't good. You know? Um, so, but I, I definitely, I definitely would, would disagree with you on the hub thing. <laughs> so those are just like kind of the things I say. And, and a lot of people will go like kind of comment back and just yeah. say, no, you're wrong. You kind of have some dialogue and, yeah, and then. I get a lot of learning from that and, and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Believe me, in another 10 years, you'll have all kinds of opinions. <laughs> you're still new yeah, in mountain biking. Sure. So like, that's, what's really rad about where you're at though. Like you're in a good spot because of that. Like you can look at things in a way that I can't, I can't, I've been riding mountain bikes since the nineties, you know, there, yeah. there, like I, I was watching dusty Betty, one of dusty Betty's videos earlier today. And she was breaking down being a new rider to people. And I just really appreciate that because I can't do it. I just, A, it's just not like in, in me, you know, to like break things down that way. But also I just feel like I've been riding for so long. I completely forget that somebody could be rolling up to stopping on a bike and be nervous about, oh shit, I need to put my feet down. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. even, my brain doesn't even think that way. You know, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, of course, like. And in my head, ooh, wow, just smash that thing in my face. In my head, I'm just like, like, how would you, like, I think, oh, that's just second nature. Like, if you learned how to ride bike yesterday, you would like, oh, I roll up, put my feet down, you know? And uh, yeah, it's not that way. It's really not that way. I've been taking like friends and and even my wife, she's never mountain bike before and, and taking them out there and like explaining those things uh, or trying to yeah. at least, it's like, kind of gives me like a new love for it actually yeah uh, it's fun. i took my wife out recently uh because she hasn't rode much over the year because she had another baby or we had another yeah. baby and i was telling her like you got to plan your exit and and always kind of be favoring like the hillside not the exposed you know drop off yeah. you know uh so yeah it's just those simple little things and uh one big thing is um pedals um do you clip in i did for the first like 15 years of my mountain biking and for the last couple of years i i haven't really so, you switched yeah. back to flats wow yeah and i'll, I'll tell you this uh this really surprises me because like when i started mountain biking um people didn't really use flats they used clips actual like toe clips so it was like a little <laughs> cage that you slid your feet into right and um that was just like that's the way that they all came and so at that point in my life, I was still in high school. I was like riding BMX. So I rode flats all the time. Knew how to jump, knew how to, you know, do all that shit. And, but it was just like, that's the way a mountain bike comes in. And it was like, oh, that's, that's how you mountain bike. You, you use these clips, right? So I had a little hiatus and then I came back to mountain biking. And, and at that point it was clipless. And the guy at the bike shop was like, yeah, this is what people use now. Cause I, I asked him like, Hey, where, am I, where are the toe clips at? You know? And, uh, <laughs> no and he's way. like, no dude, this is how they do it now. So then I, I, I bought those and I did, did that. And, um, I started hearing all these guys talk about flats and, you know, 
how they're so good now and the shoes are so good and whatever. And, and it just really made me curious to try. And I tried it and my very first ride sold me on flats and not because it was better. It sold me on flats because I was horrible at riding a bike with flats. I came up to like a little six inch drop off of a rock. Both my feet flew off my pedals, yeah. smashed my nuts all over the top bar of the, the bike. And I realized, oh my God, there's something that I've completely lost by riding clips. And and that is, is actually what, what has changed me to riding back to flats. And I, nice. I can't tell you how many people I've talked out of riding flats into like riding clipless over the years. And I feel bad about it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really wonder like um, the beginners and everything, if, if they understand like how flats, flat pedals like work. Cause uh, from what I understand, um, you know, riding BMX over the years, like you take your feet and you, you like pivot them against each other and you can lift up the bike that way. And cause I heard people talk so about that's a lot. the wedge for people that are listening or whatever, what he's talking about is like your, front lead foot is heel down and your back front yeah. your back foot is toe down just i'm just explaining for people listening so yeah yeah so because i hear a lot of people like oh i slipped the pedals like i need more spikes on my pedals and and i'm like man you you really don't like you just need to understand like the fundamentals yeah. um yeah i, I don't know yes yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy like uh, but for me like even bunny hopping for example over the years, I didn't realize it, but I I I stopped actually bunny hopping. What what I was doing was compressing my suspension and jumping, like literally oh, yeah. just jumping. You know what I mean? Like you're coming to something, push it down and just jump straight up, and your 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 pedals will come up. And if you need to get a little more reach, you can just you know lift your legs up as you're doing it too, right? And and I when I switched back to flats, it was like oh my god, like. I mean, there, I mean, if you want to use like the actual terms, I think there is two different kinds of bunny hops. One of them's like the English style and the other, you know, like, yeah, that could what be considered a, one. But at the end of the day, I, what was it? A J hop too, you know? Yeah. 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 Like at the end of the day, I just wasn't doing it anymore, you know? And it, it really, the other thing that I noticed too was cornering. Um, once I went back to flats, I got so much better at cornering. Because I had to really think about where my feet were to like balance the bike better through the corners. Does that make sense? Yeah. And because of that, it would be like, oh, I need to make sure that my foot is like my, my outside foot's down or, or whatever, you know, so that I'm not, um, where when I was clipped in, I would just be like railing it and I'm like, ah, it's fine. doesn't matter where my feet are, you know, and, and on the, on the flat pedal for whatever reason. I think because I was more worried about like losing a pedal or something like that, that I really started thinking about where my feet were and, and it, it helped my cornering a lot. Well, I'll, I'll make another controversial statement. Yeah, I don't think it. vans are good flat pedal shoes at, at all. Maybe for like a street BMX and stuff like that, but for mountain biking, like those are not good shoes for mountain biking at all, man. No. Um, I remember like back in the day, like vans were the only kind of shoes, like they were made for biking, but yeah, after you tried, after you tried, what are they called? Like five ten or five eleven shoes? Five ten, uh, yeah. Those are like 
bike mountain bike specific flat pedal shoes dude they are amazing with with the sole yeah. being stiff in a certain area and the grip and everything so uh yeah, yeah. i man those vans get chewed up from mountain biking <clears throat> just right yeah i use a, a, a company called ride concepts they're similar to 510s and um just today for example i was going through a rock garden if i had regular vans on i smashed this rock with my front and my foot so hard like if i had regular shoes on i guarantee i would have broke my toe yeah you know what i mean like guarantee it and the way that those shoes are constructed to, they're like they're they're made to like bounce you off of stuff you know what i mean and like like you said they have the stiffness in the right spots and yeah it's definitely like when i was younger like vans was the only thing i rode bmx in for sure yeah because they, they were cheap but they they like hugged your pedal as well like yeah, that for, for gum, BMX, whatever like doing it was. tricks and stuff like yeah, yeah getting that lift yeah they they do yeah. lift very well but for mountain yeah, bikes they're perfect. Uh, yeah they're too soft for mountain bikes i think yeah yeah it's funny because like on a mountain bike i stand on it like i actually rode about two weeks ago i did a about a 15 mile three thousand foot ride <laughs> in slip-on vans because i oh. showed up with my my vans and forgot my shoes and it was like well, I just drove 40 minutes to get here. So this is happening. And, uh, oh my God, my feet were so sore at the end of it. Like at the end of the day, I mean, just pedaling. Yeah. My feet were, my feet were on there when I'm like, let's just say like XC wise or climbing, it was fine, but you definitely noticed it in the more active stuff. Like your arches were more tired. You just felt like that. Like it was wearing your foot out, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I said it earlier in the podcast, but I mean, you get what you pay for, right? Yeah, that is true. Very true. So with that being said, like, how do you feel? I mean, you're in this cheap, cheaper bike zone. Do you feel like there's a spot where you might start like seeing yourself edge out of it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be evolving and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, recently said no more Walmart bikes. I mean, I, I might like see like a new release i want to check this out i might still do that but at the end of the day i'll probably say like yeah it's still a piece of crap um yeah. but yeah i i want to explore like the the two to three thousand dollar range at some point for sure and that's mm -hmm. why I, I mentioned nuke proof earlier probably get one of those models mm -hmm. um the cheapest full suspension they make uh because mm -hmm. nuke proof is so popular you know i don't, I don't know why i want to find out though <laughs> so. yeah where are they from do you know uh, nuke proof is England. Same with Vetus. They're England, uh, but they're sold by chain reaction and chain reaction has a bunch of different brands. So yeah, they're yeah. all uh, consumer direct. I love that model. Huh? You have like a, like a, uh, somebody you work with over there at chain reaction or anything like that. I wish, I mean, yeah, right. I, I've reached out really to him a couple of times, but, uh, you know, the first time I probably had like 4,000 subscribers and second time, I don't even know. Um, yeah, just I, I can tell you, just keep going to those events and keep talking to those people. And um, for a long time, I mean, I've gone to Sea Otter and Mountain and Sedona Mountain Bike Festival. And um, initially, I was just some fat dude showing up at 3,000 subscribers or whatever. And, you know, four years later or three years later, it's like, okay, well, I have more subscribers. And they're like, oh, this guy's actually not just like, some other dude with a GoPro saying he's a YouTuber. You, you know what I yeah. mean? And uh, it, it, it'll it'll pay off eventually. So somebody's saying yeah. in comments here, uh, actually bike some, he's another YouTuber. He says, uh, 
propane from Germany looks pretty sick. Have you heard of them? Uh, yeah, I just started seeing their brand pop up, but I, I think they're like super expensive though. Oh, they uh, are. Yeah, I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but the only uh, models I've seen of there are like high pivot models. Mm -hmm. So, hey, maybe I'll get a high pivot and then say I don't think it, <laughs> it matters. <Yeah. laughs> right? It seems like that's the new 27.5. That's the new fat tire. That's the new like the the new trend. I, I've been noticing a lot of, of different bikes coming out of high pivot. I think Cannondale, which, you know, isn't one of the bigger names, but I think they came out with the high pivot. And I also saw the um, Eminent. Eminent just brought an e-bike out, and their new e-bike is high pivot too. Have you ridden one? Oh uh, no. Um, for me, the the trend that I'm on right now is down country, um, uh -huh. just because like I my friend took me on this like enduro trail in Vegas. It was super crazy, and and I I decided like I don't really like enduro because I, I told him after that ride like because I I walked down a lot of scary features and and i told him i was like dude i don't like my respect for you has gone down because you're riding this like crazy ass enduro trail and you have a family like you slip up once and you're tumbling down that hill mm -hmm. like a thousand feet easily and, and you're yeah like, you're screwed up so um yeah i mean i would i like like double blacks a little bit but they're not like my go-to uh so enduro uh I mean, maybe like you said, in like five years, once I'm, you know, into it more. Um, but yeah, I want to choose like safety over over yeah. anything. So I um I listened to you, and it, it sounds like me a couple years ago. Like honestly, like I I that's why I feel strongly about what I said. I feel like it's where you're at in your skill set and where you're at in learning mountain biking. And um, I could be completely wrong. I mean, it could, could just be who you are, you know. Um, but I just feel like I. I can really relate with what you're saying because I I've made those comments myself. And I also know like how my views have changed as my skill sets gotten better. Like there's some spots locally that I used to be like, I'll never ride this. I'll never even try to ride this. It's like just dumb. Like there's a big fucking cliff right there. You're just going to fall off and die. Like, what are you trying to like, who are you trying hey, to impress? That's that's waterfall for me. I, yeah. I went up to waterfall and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I could walk that. Like, and I have no yeah. shame with it, you know? Yeah, like, I know. And I hey, felt that way before. When you come down here, uh, I want to go ride waterfall with you guys and seeing all you guys, maybe I'll hit. I didn't even know there was a line to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, Oh wow. Okay. The time before I, I took the tumble when I was up there, I had been riding a lot of super technical stuff. And I had wrote it and I was like, oh yeah, I see the line now. It's no problem. Like and every time before that I was up there a couple of years, I was like, yeah, no, whatever. I'm not trying that. It's stupid. And then the other, the last time that I was there when I, when I bailed, um, yeah, I got a boat full of excuses of why, but at the end of the day, I just didn't do it right. You know? And, uh, um, but that's the fun of mountain biking, you know, like it's, you have to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone and sometimes sometimes when you fall you actually don't get as you don't get hurt the way that you think that you would i i would say probably like 90 percent of the time like the thought in your head of how you're going to get injured from messing this section up is actually not what will happen 
like there there is a possibility that that like little like inside voice is right and that's what happens like yeah you tumble down you die broke your neck you're quadriplegic you know or whatever you know <laughs> there there is that possibility but most of the time it's not like in my head if if i bailed on that 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 waterfall back in the day my head would have told me you're breaking an arm maybe you're gonna break your leg you're gonna you know what i mean like the, the injuries that i thought that you would sustain like you maybe knock some of your teeth out none of the injuries were you flip over and you cut your knee yeah none of them were that you it's know what i mean knee, right like it yeah some skin like like really it was a flesh wound like it literally was a flesh wound like that's all it was yeah it took a while to heal and it sucked and it didn't feel good but I didn't break any bones or chip anything or I didn't, I, I mean, I, I still got on my bike and rode out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really most of the time on that kind of stuff. What happens. It's just your inside voice is like Friday fails from pink bike. That's all you see. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, I, when I was uh, racing BMX on the national circuit, uh, I would crash probably about once a month. That was pretty common for me, like, uh, just in like racing and stuff. So I'd always be scraped up on my arms. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I think crashing kind of makes you feel like alive, kind of makes you feel humble and yeah. getting a little road rash on, on your arm every once in a while. It's like, Ooh, it stings, but ah, I like it. You know, yeah. like, I'm human, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and if you ride for like a year and you haven't crashed, like, for me, I go out there like, oh man, this is bound to happen sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just get out of the way with something stupid. I'm surprised too that you're a little like I I'm really curious. Like I, I would love to talk to you like two years from now and just see where you're at. Because like as a BMX rider, like on those tracks, you'll hit like doubles or you'll tabletop things. Like so you you're probably pretty comfortable in the air. Yeah, I I love to jump. Right. So like I could just like I I it's hard maybe it's hard for you to just like visualize now, but a lot of that really like rides over into mountain biking. And I think maybe as you get better, you start seeing some things that you see as like not rideable as more like, oh, well I could like bump jump over that or I could and and maybe you'll start to really start look, to look at things differently. Yeah, that's another complaint I have with uh, West Valley trails. It's like there's no berms at all. Yeah. And then I wish there was like, man, if I was building a trail, I would just like, okay, rock gardens, you know, whatever exposure. Yeah. I would at least put one jump on every trail, like a tabletop or like a side yeah. double or something. Every trail should have like one jump. There's yeah. not a lot of jumps around here, but yeah, the jumps I, I do know of, like I love hitting them. Yeah. I feel like jumps aren't like, they don't have any like good progression on most trails. You know, I feel like there's either like a jump that's really like barely a jump or it's like the six foot gap. You, like, like where's yeah. the stuff in between? You know, there's not really like it'll either be like like this little little booter kind of rock or this like six foot gap. And it, it really doesn't give people a good opportunity to kind of learn that in between, you know. Yeah, man, the um, BC POV, he did uh -huh. a video where he was hitting like some jumps over like this hut. 
Uh, uh, I don't know if you saw that. It was a few months ago, but I each one so. kind of, it was like 22 feet and then it kept going. Yeah, up yeah. And, man, I would love to be riding some of those style trails. Like where are those around here, man? Oh man, that stuff scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah. I it is weird. I used to do big jumps when I was younger and I am just like, I don't know. I lost that. I definitely lost that. Cause it, like, yeah, I just used, to, I used to do stuff that's so much bigger than I even fathom right now, you know? Yeah. It's weird how you're, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just getting older and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm getting older too. Like that, that's another thing with BMX. Uh, one of the reasons I stepped away, there were so many reasons, but um, I could tell for, for BMX specifically, it takes so much precision and, um, I could tell at about 28, I started like losing the precision, um, mm -hmm. just making some dumb mistakes. Like, uh, like, you know, your front foot, you're always like, for me, it's the right side. Like I would hit a double and kind of like case a little bit, but then my mm -hmm. weight would shift to my back foot and the other side. And then I'd be going like, you know, cockeyed and everything and have to correct yeah. it. But I'm like, why did that happen? Like, that's so weird. And it's just because I, I got a little bit older. And yeah, I was losing. and that's in BMX like the the pros they only go to about thirty. Like some some guys are crazy; they go thirty two, thirty three, and then they yeah. definitely like are losing it. Yeah, yeah. There's some good BMX channels out there though too. There's some sad stories. Do you watch Scotty Kramer? Yeah, yeah. I was in Vegas when that happened. Actually, wow. Yeah, that, that guy was like such a phenomenal rider. I mean, he's still a great guy, and he's like obviously done an amazing job, like still keeping his channel alive and making good content and stuff. But man, that was like that. Any of you guys that are listening and don't don't uh, haven't watched his channel, you can go check it out. He's was a like a X game kind of BMX guy, and just was out filming did something wrong and was in yeah. the hospital for months and months and months having to learn how to walk again and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I got a skull cut open and yeah. Yeah, man, that was, that was a crazy one. And, and actually a, another guy, you know, they say those come in threes and another guy is in BMX. His name is Sam Willoughby. He was like mm -hmm. one of the most dominant people of the 2010s. Just won so many races, world champion, Olympic mm -hmm. medalist, and he was just doing a warm up at uh, the Chula Vista BMX track and was just manualing through the rhythm section and just like freakazoid thing happened where he just like looped out. But instead of like landing on his butt, he landed directly on top of his head. So did like a half of a backflip oh, on shit. his head and yeah, paralyzed, man. Wow. And that See, happened that's within the a stuff, month of that's the stuff Kramer. that your inside voice tells you is going to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that, that's, that's another reason I quit BMX. Like, like man, like I've seen so many people they either they either like fizzle out from injuries or they just leave while they're on top, or you know they stick around too long and then they just like are just like some nobody. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, one of the big reasons I quit is um, the last year I I was going good. I had a factory ride and everything, and um, I was was doing good. And I, I aged up to the twenty to thirty five expert class. And I mm -hmm. raced the biggest race of the year called Grand Nationals, and and I won it. So the biggest race of the year, I, I won it. And um, I raced a couple more races after that, won a couple more. This is over like six more weeks after that. And mm -hmm. I was thinking, like, where do I go from here? Like, I won the biggest race in the nation. 
what's next? Yeah. Yeah. Getting paralyzed. You don't know. Thank you. Or like going to win it again. It's like, I've already done that. So I just said, you know what? Like I'm, I'm done, you know? Yeah. Like, and I walked away from a factory ride and the guy, it was weird when, uh, his name is Scott Angus. A guy who runs a team. He, he called me up because there was a race that weekend and I had already decided I was done. He called me up. He was like, Hey man, are you coming to this race? Uh, and then he just like kept talking. He's like, Oh yeah, there's another race in May. He's like, I, I, I have the budget. I want to fly you out to Tennessee. We'll pay for your whole expenses. We want you on the, the team sheet and everything. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, it's like, actually dude, I'm done. I, I, I'm quitting racing. He's like, what? Like he wasn't mad or anything. Like he fully understood, but it's like, yeah. heck, I just got all the new parts for the year, all the new gear for the year. And yeah. I just couldn't go anymore just for so many different reasons. And that was one yeah. of them. What do you miss? For BMX, uh, like nothing. <laughs> really? I don't, yeah, I don't really miss any of it. Like I do like training and, and now I'm just training for mountain bikes and, um, and I, I, maybe I miss racing, but I, I just entered the XC race today. So I can get those things elsewhere for sure. And, and even like the, the people it's, it's a weird community, uh, at least where I was at. It's like, if someone started to do good, there was another one another person talking shit, trying to bring you down to their level. So, uh, my friend Bryce Betts calls it uh, crabs in a barrel. So one, one crab is trying to leave the barrel. Another one's grabbing them and bringing them down. Right. And that's why, uh, like you go to the seafood market and they can have crabs in an open barrel cause they never get out, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I was crabs. What the hell? Yeah. Crabs in a barrel, man. So, <laughs> um, I just kind of was soured on the, on the community and, and there's so many different reasons. Uh, so yeah, I was happy to say, see you later yeah. guys. So. so will you get your, your, you have a, give a two, two boys, a son and a daughter. Yeah. Oh, I have, I have three kids. I have a 12 year old, you know, stepdaughter, but what's uh-huh. the deal? Uh, yeah. And then I have a year and a half year old and a six month old. They're born a year and four days apart. So I actually started the channel like a month after the first one was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's probably uh, a bad decision <laughs> uh i mean it it keeps me going because uh i i like i'm a big motocross fan and and a guy james stewart one of the biggest names in the sport ever he uh-huh. stepped away from racing and, and just recently he's like been saying like he said after he was done he just kind of he didn't know what to do with himself and and i was in the same way um I, this Evans MTB saga is actually my second YouTube channel. If, uh, if someone can find it, email me and I'll, I'll send you something. Um, so I, I had a second channel. I won't say what it was. Um, so I was doing that stuff. I made about 10 videos and, and then I was like, ah, I don't really like that niche. And, uh, then, uh, and then the accent came out and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try that. And it's there you go. So, so you yeah. definitely wanted to get, so the reason I asked you about the kids though, was, are you going to get your, your, your young ones into BMX? All right. Here's a controversial statement again. So if you have young kids, you really, really, really should take them to the BMX track. Like I a hundred percent will take my kids to the BMX track. Hopefully they, they want to be there and everything, yeah. but I'll, I'll take them there. Um, and it, it teaches you bike skills. Like if you look at all the best, um, mountain bikers out there, not, not even mountain bikers, like a lot of extreme sports, like dirt bikes, even like mm-hmm. race cars, a lot of them have BMX backgrounds. Like, dude, even Jeff Gordon is a BMXer from from way before. Yeah. And uh, you know, Jeremy McGrath, Eli Tomac, they all have BMX backgrounds. So Aaron Gwynn. So it's like, why, why is that? 
what what do they learn so early on in BMX and and for the bike they learn bike control and they learn how to jump and turn and and then it becomes a natural thing for you like for I think you it's two, a hand eye coordination thing too it's like making your body do what your brain wants it to do you know yeah. and that's something that you it's like learning how to walk right but it's like yeah. you know like once you learn that then you can use that skill a bunch of other places you can run you can jump you know you know what I'm saying. It's the same thing with a bike. Yeah, for sure. I, so I just got my son a, a Strider, and <laughs> it's funny. He wanted to get on the bike right away after I built it on Christmas Day. He gets on it. He He's, like, all pumped for it. He walks, like, 10 feet <laughs> and falls over, and now he doesn't really want to touch the bike. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully I'll get him there. But, yeah, he took a spill already. <laughs> yeah, you just got to make it fun for him. You know what I mean? I, like, I, with my kids, that's what it, it was. You know, they're – it, it took time. My son actually, like, I didn't think he was ever really going to get into it. And then somewhere along the line, he um, he just changed. And now, now it's like my son's, you know, a man. He's 21 years old now. And when he comes home, he's like, Dad, let's go mountain biking. You know, and that's pretty oh, rad. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. My daughter, on the other hand, like, I thought that, like, she was always, like, not complaining. Like, my son was always like, he was the one that was like crying, like, I don't want to do this. You know, like my daughter, like she would just go out and ride. And I was like, oh, okay, she's going to be into it. And she like, she could give a shit. Like she doesn't ride at all. Every once in a while she'll do a road ride with us. But um, yeah, it's just funny how it is. But I, I think it was always about like just making it fun for him, you know? Um, yeah. 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 So uh, I, I think I owe it to them as like a, I don't need, I don't want to say like a duty, but I, I think I owe it to them to at least take them to the BMX track, see if yeah. they like it and and they can learn bike skills like really early on. Cause man, starting mountain biking when for the first time when you're in your twenties and thirties, like, dude, it's it's tough to like learn yeah. those bike control skills. I see a lot of people that get into it and then they're kind of like a like a passenger on their mountain bike. Yeah. And they'll they want to hit jumps and everything and, and they can, they can get by, but they're just like letting the bike send them off the lip and they're kind of just holding on like no yeah. preload, no bike control yeah. in the air. And I like like you, like I wish I could articulate it better. Yeah, um, didn't didn't you interview the guy uh Joy of Bike? Yeah, I did. He's really yeah. good at talking about stuff too. Yeah. Dude, yes. Yeah. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's on a channel hiatus right now. Hopefully he doesn't step away for too long. Yeah. My daughter had a, a my daughter's 19 and um she's in she's in college she brought one of her friends from college home the other day and this girl's never ridden a bike like she's like 19 years old oh, wow. never never learned how to ride a bike and it was it was one of those things that i was i was completely blown away I did, like i how, how do you even grow up and not not ride a bike you know like yeah it just blows me away. But then like what you're saying, and then also knowing some people that have gotten into mountain biking as a 20, 30, 40 year old person. And it's crazy. You know, that's the, I think that's the thing that I have such a hard time with. Cause when they're that age in my head, I'm like, dude, you should know how to pull your brakes and like how to like make the bike go around the corner and all this and that. And, uh, but they can't because they've never done it before. And, and uh, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. But on the other hand, I, I agree with you as far as, you know, bringing your kids into it. Like you have to learn those skills. You know? Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I started, um, I learned how to jump when I was five easily. I had a 16 inch Ninja Turtle bike and my dad <laughs> built me a ramp from, uh, wood from a, a construction site down the, down the road. So it was a little piece of plywood, uh, nailed to like two, two by fours. And uh-huh. then, um, I, as I got better and I was launching it further, I was like, dad, I want more two by four. So he gave me like a third. And, and I think the fourth two by four is finally when the, the plywood snapped in half and then yeah. that was it for that ramp. And then he's like, all right, let's go to the BMX track. So, yeah. Yeah. I started BMX when I was seven and then my parents, um, it was, it was tough. Like seeing the kids, like everybody has this nicest bike ever carbon fiber. Uh, mm-hmm. they didn't want to give me any nice parts for my BMX bike till way later. So I wasn't allowed to clip in until I was 12. So five years of racing, uh, flat pedals. So, uh, definitely. So they, learned they, I didn't even know that they, they raced BMX and clipped in. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, really? yeah. So they just made a rule recently, USA BMX, um, that, ages 13 and or 12 and under have to run flat pedals now with racing at all times and so dude back in the day you'd have 40 year olds clipped in <laughs> wow yes. i didn't know that you guys would race being why would you just for the upstroke or yeah yeah so you're you're pushing and pulling at the same time so out of the gate yeah you can push with your front and pull with your back yeah, and, yeah man and then that's plus, crazy some- i would have never like honestly like when i I mean, I was, BMX was not, there was no clips whenever I was that age, you know, like, so I would have never thought that you would use clips in that kind of, but it makes sense. I mean, like once we start talking about, and wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love clips. Like when I first uh, put the clips on the mountain bike after like six months of riding flats when I first started, uh, it was a little weird. It, It was definitely strange. Um, mm-hmm. I remember like, yeah, the turning was a little bit different, but, um, I like the pedal efficiency for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's another hard thing to start when you're, when you're new to that stuff. Cause for me, like doing it so young, like when my foot leaves the pedal, like it leaves it in a way that would unclip, like just naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Even I if I was on flat pedals, that's how my foot operates, yeah. you know? So to learn that and like to be able to emergency unclip, like that's a, <laughs> a big skill to learn for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but I, um, I still use clips on my road bike and, and, um, I've been thinking about doing a video of putting them back on my mountain bike and just seeing yeah, like, I'm curious to see what my own like perception of it is now that and I've been riding flats for so long. You could compare your times cause you're, you're on Strava, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll give you a follow. I'm on Strava too, everybody. Evans MTV Saga. Check me out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, check me out. I'm going to just B1KER. And uh, I think I have the the, the horns kind of hand afterwards because I think there was another biker or something like that. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I love that stuff. And and that's kind of what I want to start, uh, what I wanted to start on. And, and now people are like, yeah, man, do that time stuff. Like, that's cool. So I started doing that again. And it's pretty cool. Strava is fun, man. I, for a long time, I didn't use it because I just thought like, I just kind of heard all the flack that Strava got all the time. And I, and I, I was always like, I don't really care about beating people that I don't know. I just really care about like beating my friends. You know what I mean? So oh, that, that reminds me that the, I now know the first mountain bike YouTube video I ever saw was, uh, what's that channel? Like IFTB films or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they made a bunch of like really cool 
shorts and everything. The very yeah, first they're video, actually going to be on the podcast in a few weeks. Oh, dude, they're so creative. So yeah. their first video, I think they made the video where it's like us uh, trails now uh, before Strava and after Strava. <laughs> they're like roasting people and like skidding and messing everything up and like high fiving each other. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then there's like some, you know, babes at the trail. They're like pedaling past them really fast. But before <laughs> they'd be like, hey, how's it going? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was a point like the last, I don't know, four months, I actually just stopped recording my rides and stopped wearing the heart rate monitor, stopped doing all that stuff. And just like, because like I said, I was out of shape before. So my heart rate would always be 180 all the time. I'm like, dude, I'm sick <laughs> of looking at this crap. So like, right. I feel good at 180 because, dude, I would operate at 200 on a, on a BMX bike. Right. Um, so I just set it aside and and just rode. And, and that definitely uh, was a lot better. Right on, man. That's that. Yeah, I um, like I said for a long time I didn't do it, and now I I really enjoy it, and I think I really enjoy it just because I I actually like it for the data aspect of seeing where I'm at against me. I mean, it's still fun to talk shit to my friends, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> but but I don't I really like seeing oh wow I've gotten that much faster or I've done like it'll be days where you're like, Oh, I don't even feel like I, I was like doing that well today. And then you go and you look at your times at the end. You're like, Holy shit. I just like dusted myself. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even feel like I did. So, and that makes you feel good. Like I, for example, my lady, she doesn't ride a whole lot, but she's been doing a lot. Like she's been getting a lot better over the last year. And er almost every ride that we go on, she's like, Oh, Nope. I wasn't feeling good today. <laughs> And then she'll look at it and she'll be like, oh, wow, I PR'd like six trails. And I'm like, see, oh, dang. you're doing better than you thought, you know? Wow. And I think it really helps motivate her. And, and as it does me when those things happen too. So I don't know. I think it's, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I was riding a ton when I first started mountain biking. Like I was riding at least two times a week. So four hours mm -hmm. a week. Cause I count seat time, not miles. I don't know about everybody yeah. else. Um, so I was riding a lot. So all the trails that I still ride, like, dude, all my PRs were from what I had the dang Axum, the very yeah. first bike. And I've ha I have these really nice bikes now. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? So yeah. I, I'm just trying to work on getting in shape right now for that race. Yeah. Well, you know, there's only one way to do it. Dude. You just get out there and pedal. Honestly, like, yeah. It's easy to, to think you only have so much time and then you change your schedule and things that you're doing and apparently you have more. I mean, you have young kids though, so it's really tough. Like you're in a tough spot, man. Like that's to like balance those things, you know, being a father, being, you know, doing your job and being a con content creator and uh, all those things. It's a lot to juggle. So good job though, man. Freaking 20,000 subscribers. You've been doing this how long? Uh, a year and a half. Yeah. Fucking doing a great job, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, just letting your audience know, like, when I hit 20,000 subscribers, I have a Chromag I'm going to build up and give away. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. It, it cost me, uh, I think I bought it. It was in pieces. It's not like a complete bike, but I have some other parts laying around. So it was $900, like the exact amount of revenue I, I made last month. So um, I, I'm excited to give back. Um, but one weird thing I, I will say, like, dude, I, I don't know how this is going to go. I've never done like a giveaway, especially this big. I was looking up rules for a giveaway. And, you know, the IRS says a giveaway over $600, you have to 
give them a 1099 or something like that. So you have to like, um, they say you have to get. I want to stop you right now before you actually incriminate yourself because there's a thing called a golden parachute. When you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I want to do it legit and like put the rules, yeah. like do it how I'm supposed to. So, uh, yeah. I hope people aren't weirded out by that, but I, I really want to like either get someone started or, you know, yeah. probably try to, I don't you think know, you need to give anybody a 1099 dude. Yeah. You don't think, uh, that'll come back to bite I, me or anything. I'm pretty small. So I don't feel like the IRS is like, they're going to come back and be like, you know what, dude, you remember back in, in 2022 when you gave that bike away, you're going in the clink, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah hopefully yeah yeah true yeah so okay you're saying don't make it such a big deal i'm, I'm glad we talked yeah. about this then yeah so that's yeah, i don't cool. think but let me tell you like like i would say post this question in the slack group and you'll get a lot of different opinions because trail features is in the chat right now like he'll tell you i am definitely one of the people that is like way less likely to follow any rules <laughs> or to yeah. be like paranoid about stuff. Cause there's been a bunch of conversations over the time, over the years where like, Hey, do you make people sign a waiver when you go on a, on a group ride or anything? And I'm always one of the ones like, I don't give a shit. You know, and there's somebody else that's like, Oh yeah, I do. Cause I don't want to lose my house. So um, don't just take my advice because it may be bad advice. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, one of the great channels, uh, I just see the chat right now, Mediocre Mountain Biker. Uh, it's, uh -huh. it's funny, man, that guy makes good content, but he needs some more subscribers too, man. Like yeah, that guy's been cranking out content for years. And I, I remember at one point he had more subscribers. He had like 995. I was like, dude, I wish I could be that high. Um, yeah. So uh, he said, he said just like the MSRP is 599, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. and in reality it might be because uh, I bought the bike for like 900 and, and, it came with like a spank back wheel. I probably plan on selling that it's and just used, using dude. It's not worth that anymore, man. Yeah. That, and then put on my stuff from my polygon and everything. So yeah, it probably might be a, you know, $599 value. So seems like it is right. That. I'm yeah. with mediocre mountain biker, man. Yeah. I did a little collab with him earlier this year. I think I'm pretty sure that isn't he the one that did the meaning of flow. Uh, I'm not sure. He'll have to yeah, comment on that. Sure. Well, we'll let him, we'll let him talk about it here. So anyways, dude, we're getting two hours, man. And I really appreciate nice. you being here. Really, really do. Like it was, it was really fun talking to you. Honestly, like, um, before we got started, I didn't really know anything about you. And I think it would be the same for, you know, probably a bunch of people that listen to the show. So really appreciate you sitting down, taking the time to, to talk with us. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Like, you're you're one of the pioneers that laid the groundwork for me to get started too and and oh, uh you. man uh for that mountain bike festival or whenever you said you come to phoenix first like let's definitely meet up and uh yeah i don't yeah, know I much. You can watch me not fall down the freaking waterfall <laughs> again that would be great yeah i don't do much like riding footage so uh maybe i'll be in your videos but uh yeah i would love to you know just <laughs> meet up and go ride and shred like you can you know, show me how it's done. Cause dude, I bet you're in way better shape than me with all the riding you've been doing. <laughs> I somehow am, am still a mediocre as well. So yeah, the mediocre mountain biker said we helped mid middle-aged masher with the flow video, but he was in the video as well. Cause I, re I remember that I, I, I'm so bad with names and now it's like even worse. There's like a million YouTube channels for, for me. <laughs> but, um, every time we get to the end of the show, I always like to ask people what YouTube channels they watch whether it's like basket weaving or 
Mr. Beast or, you know, how, how to, how to fix your refrigerator. Like what, what channels do you like watching? Uh, well, one of them is, uh, I like watching cooking channels. Okay. Um, uh, cause years ago, like dude, YouTube wasn't even a thing years ago. Like I wanted to right. make bread. So now there's a ton of channels that they make bread and desserts and really like fine, like craftsmanship with chefs and stuff. So uh -huh. I watch that. I watch, uh, I watch gaming videos sometimes uh, of a uh -huh. game called Rust. It's a first-person shooter. But okay. the people that create videos are just so good at telling stories. And and lately, I've been getting into watching people build cars. And um, man, I, I really feel like like the mountain bike industry or not industry, like the mountain bike niche for bike building is so behind what car building is. So I want to try to model myself off of them. And and. Oh, that's uh, cool. Dude, they're doing some amazing things and mega views because people love watching bikes being built and things being yeah. built. There's a satisfaction to it. It's like you start with nothing and you get to something, you know, and like you get to see it. So even people that don't bike could enjoy watching somebody build a bike. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, comments yeah. like that too. Like, I don't even ride. Why did I click this? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right on, man. Well, like I said, Dude, totally appreciate you taking the time to come out here and chat with me and all the all the subscribers out there. And those of you guys that have been listening, if you haven't hit the thumbs up, do that. If you haven't hit subscribe, hit subscribe for God's sakes. It's only a button. It's right down there in the corner. Just push the button. That's all you got to do. Simple. <laughs> right? Isn't it? Yeah. You know, I saw on your video the other day, you said something about like, oh, I had... 547,000 views or something like that. And you're like, and 47% of them weren't subscribed. If all the, if, if those people all subscribed, you know, I'd be at like a hundred thousand or 500,000 people yeah, right now. Exactly. Dude, why? Hey, so do me the favor, hit the subscribe button, maybe open up the show more. If you're on YouTube, go over, check out, check out Evan's channel. He's got good stuff over there. <laughs> I would love it if you stopped by my Instagram at biker B1, B1K-E-R-B1. Give me a follow over there. That's good too. I like all those things. All the things that you can do to follow me, that would be great because those are the things that actually keep me motivated. It's like, I like seeing that number go. It's like the little bit of dopamine that I get. I'm into it. I'm a dopamine addict. So help me out. Me I, need too, man. I need a fix. <laughs> if you guys don't want to do any of that, I totally get it. I really understand. Just remember one thing. It only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.